What is going on, my fellow geeks, and welcome back to Raving Geeks. I do have a media recommendation. I love Lord of the Rings. Superheroes, movies, a little jack-of-all-trades, I guess. So what makes me a geek? What is going on, my fellow geeks, and welcome back to Raving Geeks, the weekly pop culture podcast from Central Michigan Life, where we discuss all things geek culture, which is like high culture, but better. Also, I got a comment on this intro real quick. High culture. Um, just to be clear, it's like art and museums and all this stuff we think is fancy, not drug culture. Just want to put it out there. It's not getting high culture. It's just high culture. Either way, geek culture is better, but I wanted to clarify. (laughs) And if this is your first time joining us, make sure you follow the CM Life Instagram and Twitter pages for updates on the podcast and to look for us wherever you find your podcasts, including YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on our website at www.cm-life.com. My name is Brendan Valentine, and I'd like to thank you all for joining me and my fellow geeks this week, who will introduce themselves in a second with our question of the week. Uh, This week's introductory question is, drumroll please, what's your favorite Pokemon, or who is your favorite Pokemon? Um, Arnold will start. Uh, He's near, he or she can be either near and dear to my heart. Um, not for any in-game reason, not for stats, not for design, but for their Pokedex entry. My favorite Pokemon is Bagon, um, because, um, this is not a direct quote I'm paraphrasing, but Bagon likes to throw themselves off cliffs in the hopes that one day they will fly. Um, and I find this very inspirational because once Bagon evolves into Salamance, it can learn fly and has wings. And that's why I read that Pokedex entry and I was like eight. And I was like, this is my favorite thing. <laughs> and he's been my favorite Pokemon ever since. So, um, hosts, would one of you like to go next? Uh, I will go next. Um, Isaac Hunter here, host of the Raving Geeks, um, co-host. Uh, my favorite Pokemon, I had to think long and hard because there's so many. Um, my favorite Pokemon is the legendary Pokemon, or actually it's mythical Pokemon now, uh, Mew. Uh, ever since the Pokemon movie, uh, I just love Mew. He is literally just like this pretty much like immortal being that just floats around and plays games and can shapeshift into any Pokemon. But if we're not doing legendaries, I'm going to have to go with my man Cubone. And I'm pointing to a small toy of Cubone behind me for you listeners. All right. Um, hi, everyone. I'm Hope Goodero, another co-host of this podcast. Um, so as you all know, I'm not much of a gamer. Um, but my favorite Pokemon, well, actually, okay, I'm going to preface with I used to work at Build-A-Bear um, at 12 Oaks Mall. And at one point... Uh, Pokemon partnered with Build-A-Bear and you could build Pokemon bears. Um, Pikachu was one, Bulbasaur, Squirtle, Eevee, Charmander, and there might have been others after I left. I don't fully remember. That sounds like the only ones that Nintendo will promote. I mean, (laughs) it's it's fair. Like, they're the most well-known. And it was also about the time of Pokemon Go coming out. 
So we had a lot of people coming into the store being like, well, it says that there's a Pokemon here. I'm like, yeah, right here. You can get Pikachu for like $30. Um, but Bulbasaur took up so much stuffing because he was huge. And then, you know, the bulb on top and everything. Um, but my favorite Pokemon, I will say, is either going to be Bulbasaur because he's absolutely adorable or Squirtle because I really like saying Squirtle a lot and also Squirtle is adorable to Squirtle. As well. Squirtle. It's just fun to Squirtle. say Squirtle. So yeah. <laughs> that was really good, I'd say. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I was going to do the Bulbasaur one, but like that one's like scratchy. Like Bulbasaur. Like Bulbasaur. that one. I need to go rewatch the uh, the original Pokemon anime. I miss those. <laughs> I, I just wrote, always see the meat. In in like element first or second grade, we were writing like stories, and I wrote like a fan fiction off of Pokemon because I had like watched the TV series like one Saturday morning because this was before I had cable, and I was like, look, here's all of the characters, and you know, I have to go up against these other characters, and yeah. I think I still have that somewhere. So that's I can't say I've ever wrote a Pokemon fan fiction. However, um, I do on the daily fantasize about having a Pokemon. So there is that. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. Cynthia could punch me in the face and I'd apologize. <laughs> so like, there's that. Um, speaking of, for those of you watching, uh, my Zoom background today is where about the spot you first meet Cynthia and Pokemon Platinum. So um, this is that's why I, I really like Cynthia, my favorite trainer. Um. So, also, Hope, like, are we just going to find out about, like, new jobs you had, like, every week or have? Because, like, two weeks ago, it was like, oh, so um, Hope was, like, a, a theater attendant at the, um, the, <laughs> at the Detroit Symphony Orchestra. Yeah, and then, the like, Fisher and the Opera House. And uh, the Fox Theater is very stingy on who they let in. So, like, I can't work there. Um, and Music Hall might be able to get into, but also, like, I don't know. It's a lot of like season ticket holders at Music Hall in Detroit, so they all know where mm-hmm. they're going, anyways. But yeah, gotcha. probably if it really. So we'll add that. We'll add that to our like news section every week. It's like we need somewhere else that Hope has worked. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, thank you both for introducing yourselves, and now we'd like to get started with our uh, geek news section of the week. So, do either of you have anything you really want to start with? I feel like I should let y'all go first just to make sure that, like, I actually leave news for you guys to say because I always have so much. I can start. Um, So my first thing is The Flash Season 7 premiere uh, came out this week. Um, Since they did not get to finish filming last season, I was, like, anticipating this because we didn't quite get a season finale. We got, um, spoiler alert. Uh, for end of Flash season six, we got Iris disappearing, but that seemed like not like quite the season finale ending. Like you, you knew that she wasn't like gone, gone. Um, she's just having headaches. Um, but then like this was a really good start to season seven. I feel like we're back to like season two Barry, where he's not like. I felt like season five and six Barry was kind of whiny. Is like I, I still like the show, but season five and six Barry got kind of whiny once he married. Like once he and Iris got married, like. I feel like he wasn't as much focused on being the Flash. He was more focused on being Barry, which is fine. But, um, you know, now he's back at, like, crisis mode. Like, I gotta, I gotta be the Flash. 
there was a lot of like really cool stuff. They retconned the uh, whole mirror master thing that I was confused on. And I'm really happy about that. Um, and overall, I was, I, as far as flash season premieres go, I think this is top three personally. I, that's like a big statement, but. All right. Um, oh, I also have. Yeah, that, so that was my <laughs> big thing. I just wanted to like the flash. It's, it's been a long journey. So like, I got to give it a little more than 30 seconds. Um, but also, um, after WandaVision's premiere, um, there was a lot of hype around, uh, well, I guess not premiere, but like after the release of C- C- uh, episode four, and we've got like episodes we've gotten since, there's been a lot of hype around Jimmy Woo. And one of the uh, showrunners for um, WandaVision like tweeted out like, hey, like, what would you all think of a Jimmy Woo show with like him going and solving weird cases around the MCU? And the tweet like blew up. And then like, he's like, all right, the pitch meeting at, for Marvel is next week. And then the newest news is that um, uh, famed graphic designer, Boss Logic, who has done many logos for uh, different things around uh, geek culture, uh, made a fan edit logo for the Jimmy Woo show um, called, well, either, I don't know if like they give it a title, but Special Agent Jimmy Woo or um, Mysteries of Sword, something like that. Um, but... Uh, in the past, when Boss Logic has done like a fan edit of something, like it has generally like, if that's not the like thing they use, it's pretty darn close to it. It's something that kind of foreshadows something officially being announced. However, that didn't happen when he made one for Injustice Three, which still hasn't been announced. But I'm still anticipating that game coming from uh, NetherRealm Studios. Fingers crossed. Um, but that's just some news on that front. We could be getting a Jimmy Woo show in the MCU. Um, and then my last little bit of geek news is um, fan favorite Harrison Dula from Star Wars Rebels may be making her live action debut in Rangers of the New Republic, replacing the role that Cara Dune would have played if um, Gina Carano had not been fired. Mm-hmm. So, fingers crossed. I love Hera. <laughs> yeah. Um, Isaac. Well, okay. Uh, my news is, well, first of all, uh, today being March 4th at the time of recording is international GM day as in game master uh, in honor of uh, uh, at least what I had read was uh, Gary Gygax. uh, He passed away March 4th in 2008. And so this is like to honor him. Um, And as a, a game master myself for Dungeons and Dragons called a dungeon master. um, That's pretty exciting. Uh, But my news is uh, tomorrow being March 5th, is the uh, premiere in theaters and on Disney Plus of Raya and the Last Dragon. Um, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, if you have a theater nearby that you're able to go to, go see that. And then I also just wanted to mention that there is, um, for those that you don't know, uh, there's an upcoming Halo TV show that's going to be on Paramount Plus, And that's pretty exciting. Um, and they do have some of the cast uh, already, you know, I guess hired. Uh, and it looks like Jen Taylor is still going to be playing Cortana's uh, voice like she did in Halo. And that's oh, pretty, pretty cool. fun because she did a perfect job. That's dope. All Take right. it away, Hope. All right. All right. Uh, so, now for the main portion of the podcast Hope giving us today, news. Today, that we are recording is indeed March 4th, which means. That it is marching band day and drum corps day. Sorry, not gamer day. 
Um, <laughs> Excuse, okay. <laughs> You're outvoted on this one, Hope. I'm sorry. You can't get away with that. It is marching band day. And speaking of marching band day, uh, marching band on steroids, drum corps, uh, Phantom Regiment, who uh, my high school band director was in Phantom Regiment a really long time ago. Um, and so they announced their 2021 uh, DCI show title along with like what they're going to be playing and auditions are open. Um, so their show title is called Harmonic Journey. And I'm really hoping that DCI goes because I missed my drum corps and like semifinals going to that because I love drum corps. Um, just the brass and everything about drum corps is amazing. Ah, in the world of DC superheroes, apparently DC has said that the superhero Green Lantern has come out as gay to his two kids and to Wonder Woman. Um, yes, uh, Brendan. Yeah, which Green Lantern? There's a lot of them. Um, it, Hal Jordan, Guy Gardner. I, which John one Stewart? has two kids? Uh, uh, depends uh, on the timeline. Here, so I can. Okay. I'll let you look that up, Isaac. It didn't specify in where I saw it. It just said Green Lantern comes out as gay to his two kids. And who oh, okay. Them. It's Alan Scott, like oh. the original. Okay. Yeah. The original <laughs> Green Lantern. I was like, uh, I don't remember Hal Jordan having children. Yeah. Also, I, I've i never heard of a storyline involving... Um, I don't know that... I mean, I guess it could be Guy Gardner. He is, like, kind of toxically masculine and, like, could be overcompensating. <laughs> um, to tr um, but also, like, Jon Stewart, I feel like they've used enough in media that they wouldn't use, do... I don't know. But Alan Scott, that one actually... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, there we the go. First, the first original Green Lantern. Ooh. Mm -hmm. And the fact that Interesting. I didn't, I didn't know they were... Yeah. Still printing Alan Scott and Lantern comics. I guess they are. And I guess they're trying to revamp him in a way. Which is good. I like yeah. I liked his incarnation of the Green Lantern. They're also putting they talked about him in the Stargirl TV show as well. Okay. So there could be some relevancy in there too. And I think he'll be in the new animated Justice Society movie. Okay. Um in keeping up with comics and superheroes. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is set to wrap filming on April 23rd. Um, and it was said that um, Wanda's story is supposed to get more, we're supposed to get more information in the Doctor Strange movie. So just because WandaVision is ending does not mean that Wanda's story is over. Um, there is a new Superman co movie coming from J.J. Abrams and writer Ta Nahisi Coates. Um, and then for Shazam, Fury of the Gods, Rachel Ziegler, uh, who played Maria in Steven Spielberg's adaptation, uh, 2021 adaptation of West Side Story, has joined the cast um, as it's still an unspecified key role though. And then we've got Blue Beetle, so Angel Manuel Soto, um, Charm City Kings will direct the DC superhero focused on the Jamie, Jamie Reyes Jaime. version. Jaime Reyes. Jaime. Yeah. All right. 
Hi, I apologize for mispronouncing that. I didn't know. You're good. Um, Jaime Reyes' version of the character of Blue Beetle. Ooh. This is like a um, live action movie? Uh, based on the picture, it shows still animated, but it. Okay, that's fine. Be. I like Blue yeah. Beetle. Yeah, I love Blue Beetle. Uh, George Clooney and Julia Roberts are set to star in an original romantic comedy from Ole Parker, who did Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. And I think the title is Ticket to Paradise for their rom com. Um, James Gunn has said that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is set to begin filming soon. So it's set to begin. And then, all right, I think that's it for as far as superhero news. Although, you know, George Clooney and Julia Roberts, not superhero news. Um, But still, as far as podcasts go, because there is a podcast that I am looking forward to listening. Um, There's a new podcast called Renegades Born in the U.S. And it is President Barack Obama and Bruce Springsteen, who are hosts of the podcast. And I am really looking forward to listening to their podcast because that just seems really interesting. Yeah. Bruce Um, Springsteen, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So if you liked Ty Sheridan in um, the new X-Men movies as Cyclops, or you're a fan of Lily Rose Depp or Colin Farrell, there is a new movie coming out April 9th um, called Voyagers, and it looks really interesting. It's set in outer space, and like they, um, like all the kids have to take like this blue liquid, and then of course they're kid teenagers, so they rebel and they're like, "No, we're not taking this," and chaos ensues. Um, so that looked really interesting. Wasn't there already a space movie called Voyagers with, with Chris Pratt and Jennifer? Oh, that's Passengers. Yeah. yeah. No, there, there was, was a Voyagers uh, stuff, but with pirates. Uh, it looked like there was a book series oh. uh, that this might have been based on. I could be wrong, though. It looks really interesting. And I was like, it's set in space, and they're kind of in a confined space a lot, of, like ship a lot of times. So I was like, that'll get really interesting. Ender's Game. Yeah, really. Um, there is news in the Harry Potter world, especially in the franchise world. So, um, the Fantastic Beast mo- third movie is currently set to arrive in theaters July fifteenth of next year, and it apparently has an entirely new villain since Warner Brothers fired Johnny Depp, and so they're like. So it looks like they're not going to be recasting Grindelwald, which will be very interesting to see how they go with that plot line. Um, but there's also apparently a Hogwarts set series that will be coming to HBO Max. So HBO Max, I'm going to do the thing again that we've done for a while. Sponsor us. <laughs> yes, you know? sponsor us HBO Max. Yeah. So we can all have HBO Max subscriptions because they have stuff I want to watch but can't afford to pay the monthly. Yeah, if you and if you yeah if you want to HBO, then we'll just add a whole new segment after news about just HBO. HBO <laughs> What's going on with HBO Max? Because like you know, I'm a college student. I don't have that much money for a bunch of subscriptions. I know I'm t- I'm taxed. <laughs> I'd have to give one up, and HBO Max is fifteen dollars a month, which is more than any of the ones I pay right now. And it's just like there's so much cool stuff, but it's so much money, and I don't have a job. Like I, I have a job, but like not one that pays me enough to do that. I apparently have to pay for Paramount Plus now, so I'm on their five ninety nine <laughs> plan, 
because they were like, oh, you want to access CBS to watch your shows? You have to pay money. And I was like, listen, you better sponsor me too. So Paramount Plus, you want to sponsor me? All right. We just need um, to, um, and one those time, of you listening right now, yeah. uh, you, need, you need to start sharing the podcast <laughs> um, so we can get more views so we can like start actually making like bargaining deals with all these big like, subscription services. So like, hey, we'll talk about your stuff. Just let us watch it for free. Exactly. Like you want good reviews or honest reviews? We're here. Yeah, for you it. want honest reviews where we just talk like great things about all your stuff and like how intuitive your um, you know user interface is and all this stuff. <laughs> all right. So my final news, as many of you know, I have been following closely with the Johnny Depp Amber Heard things that are going on. Um, I am mad at Warner Brothers for firing Johnny Depp and not doing anything with Amber Heard. But I saw this rumor and it piqued my interest and I've been trying to find like a really good source to say if this is true or not. Um, but I've seen it like three different times. Not saying that it's completely true, but I'm sitting here going, please let it be true. Amber Heard has reportedly been fired from Asmara from Aquaman 2. Why? Because apparently she broke some contract thing that has to do with, like, her diet and, like, health and stuff and, like, working out. Um, like, so whatever her, uh, her contract was with Warner Brothers for Aquaman 2, she apparently breached that contract, which means that she's fired. Which means, you know, I'm okay with that, but I'll keep y'all updated. Because, yeah, like I said, that's, like, my big thing right now. And Warner Brothers might get something, some of my patronage back if they uh, decide to actually fire her, even if it's not for the reasons that I say that she, they, she should be fired. But, yeah. So that, that is all of my geek news that I've got for today. Gotcha. Um, so for those of you listening or watching when this is released on Monday – we know that WandaVision has technically come out since we filmed this podcast. But WandaVision has not come out at the time of the recording of this podcast. Otherwise, that's 100% what we would be talking about. Our episode next week will be on season finale of WandaVision. Hopes for, you know, whatever the season finale brings to the MCU next parts. And then uh, hopes and dreams for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But as of today, we had some important news coming out last week. News that I've been waiting for four years. Um, we had a 20, about 20, 25 minute Pokemon Direct given to us last Friday um, that gave us, you know, a couple, couple bits of news. Um, I know all of us have watched it at least once. I have watched it multiple times. Um, <laughs> And we're going to just, you know, run through, you know, what was revealed in this Pokemon Direct, um, kind of like our hopes and dreams for um, for the games that were revealed and how we really hope they are, are going to turn out. So we'll start with the, um, yeah, I'm just going to say, we'll start with the least important news of the Direct that they also started with. Um, we got our final look at Pokemon Snap, um, <clears throat> which... I thought it looked really good. Like I'm like, yeah, very it, excited. Like it looked uh, really serene and like mm-hmm. like you could just get lost in that world. Yeah. Like it looks like the most calm game that I've ever seen on the Switch. It, like this brings me back to like obviously Pokemon Snap is like a 
N64 game. But like this takes you back to like the DS era where everyone was playing like Nintendogs or Cooking Mama where it was like, I'm doing this for fun. Like, or I guess Cooking Mama is a little more intense. But like, like Nintendogs is just, I play with my dog. And I was just like, I take pictures mm-hmm. of Pokemon in the wild and I'm so excited for it. I will say, um, as I watched that, that was probably the only one that like really looked like something I would get into. Um, like I'm not much for the battling or anything or like just trying to catch them. I was like, you know, I could do the pictures and like try and get all of that stuff. Like I could do that. And we could take cute photos of Venusaur. Yeah. That was- I was just going to say that that Venusaur that like dove into the water. It was like, wow. And like the thing is so far, Pokemon Snap has like the most dynamic uh, animations that of Pokemon like of any game. Um, but no, it, and I'm actually, I'm kind of excited because it, 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 it'll be more of like a game of just like living in the world of Pokemon, uh, and not just looking at like the battling side of it. And mm-hmm. I think that's pretty cool. Cause Pokemon are friends too. And they live out in the wild. And if you get to capture a rare picture of them and you get lots of stars and then lots of people can like your pictures too. Yeah, the social component that they revealed. Yeah. I like. I'm pretty sure they like mentioned that there was going to be like mm-hmm. online stuff, but like, I feel like sh- like that. I feel like last year it was like Animal Crossing summer. This year it'll be like Pokemon <laughs> Snap summer. I don't think it's gonna be that big. It's not gonna be as big as Animal Crossing New Horizons, but I feel like there will be enough of like people on there that are like, look at all these photos I took. Um, yeah. So my big question though was how many Pokemon are actually gonna be like available to see in there? Just because you know there's almost 900 Pokemon now. Um, well, and also, like, the video that they showed of the game, it didn't really seem to go into, like, mountains or anything. Like, it just kind of stayed by the water and, like, mm-hmm. by, like, a foresty area. And I was like, aren't there Pokemon, like, up in the mountains or, like, in the desert? And can you get to those areas is my question. And Yeah. Sure I want- have more Because I wonder how, how gameplay is going to be. Like, is it going to be just, like, a giant free roam world? Mm-hmm. Or is it going to be more like today you'll be going into the desert and then like you'll go into the desert and then it's like maybe like you take enough pictures of Pokemon to get enough points to where like you complete that level or something. I don't know. That's how it worked in the original one. So that's my assumption is like you start off with like the basic area where you get like common Pokemon. You can't get as many rare photos. And then like by the time like if you get enough like good pictures and you take pictures of all the Pokemon you can see in that area, it lets you move on to the next area. I will say one thing that I didn't necessarily like, and like my roommate and I were talking about this too, they showed that like you could do picture editing. So like you could put on like stickers on the picture. I was like, like, or what, like the one that they showed of like the moon with the stars, it was like, you can tell that that's not part of the picture. And then adding the frame, and it was like, you don't really even know what the picture truly is anymore. And I get that they were just trying to show you like what you could do, but I was just kind of like, if you want to try and get a rare picture, like I understand like cropping and like doing like a portrait type thing or like, like trying to make it just focused on whatever you're trying to get the picture of, but like adding all this extra stuff just kind of defeats the purpose of trying to get the picture of the Pokemon, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. I'm I'm sure that, uh, that like, you know, certain generations of people, like maybe kids will just really enjoy decorating you know putting little stickers on their favorite pokemon that they took a picture of stuff like that it also reminds me of the aesthetic of like the pokemon contests where it's it's not quite 
like um you know make it actually the prettiest pokemon you have but like sometimes make it like look insanely goofy and that could be really fun so i feel like from what they showed it's just like they showed like a really basic editing tool you could use i think like you can actually get more creative with it in the game based on like all of the options they seem to have that they didn't use so but really in the pokemon direct that was all it like we just got like a quick like overview of pokemon snap we knew it was coming out we gotten like pretty like details before we'd seen some gameplay this just looked like the final polished version and i'm very excited for it um i will be purchasing probably week it's released um no promises, Nintendo. I do have to have the money to do that. However, um, you got me hooked. Yeah, and Nintendo, if you want to sponsor us. <laughs> yeah, so we just keep throwing this word sponsor around. But, like, if anyone does actually want to sponsor the podcast, that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, I'd love to start doing ads. Not because I want to, like, put ads, like, in the middle of the podcast. I know for listeners that can be, like, annoying. But, like, I feel like I have a really good, like, sales pitch voice. Um, and I want to I wanna try it out. Just now... Onto um, something that was a little more um, the meat what and I was potatoes. anticipating. The, yeah, the meat and the potatoes <laughs> of the uh, of the Pokemon Direct. We are getting Gen Four remakes. Um, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl will be released later this year, probably around the you know November holiday like release date time, maybe like late October, depending on how well um, development is going. But um, we got a, like a quick trailer for. Um, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl showing like the like updated graphics of like the classic cities in the Sinnoh region, um, a different design style uh, for this one than the original one. It doesn't look like Sword and Shield, but it doesn't look like uh, Let's Go either. But we're still getting it on the Switch, um, and it looks the words they used were a faithful remake of Diamond and Pearl. So I was just wondering initial thoughts before I get into some deeper questions on these. Um. I have, I mean, I've seen some people complaining about the, the style of graphics they're going with, like that almost like chibi uh, style. Um, but I mean, like when you're playing a normal, you know, 2D Pokemon game and you look down at your screen, you are just like a little tiny head on a little body. Um, and so I, I don't know, I'm, I'm okay with it. I think it looks, it looks pretty cool. I didn't get the complaints. I thought it was cute. I'm like, sure, it doesn't have to like be this like big monstrous thing like the pokemon still look like pokemon the characters are just like they, they look like they go ooh, ooh instead of rar like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i think that's fine also i'm so excited Fire. to see cyrus and cynthia in like this shimi form it's like i don't honestly i don't think i can take cyrus seriously if he's in the shimi form which is probably good but I just, I'm just like imagining it's reminded me of like that meme of like Keanu Reeves or like there's full size Keanu yeah. Reeves and there's yeah. short Keanu Reeves. I'm just waiting for like Cyrus to be like the short Keanu Reeves. Yeah. I, I will say like I heard the titles and I was just like, could you be any more creative with them? Like it, I, it, it fits with how they've done Omega Ruby yeah. Alpha Sapphire, like it, fire I mean, red leaf green. It fits. I'm just like, wow, those are some kind of boring titles there. But I, I think brilliant is the one that kind of throws me off because this is like, it's a big word to add on to something. But yeah. I mean, yeah, they, they had to uh, differentiate. Yeah. I always thought that like my predictions were going to be, if I had to like say titles before they were announced was going to be adamant diamond and lustrous pearl based off the adamant and lustrous orbs 
from the games. Ooh. Why weren't but, like, you in charge of naming it? Because like that, I can see it. I'm like, oh, that sounds interesting, but brilliant diamond. I'm just like, okay, so we got another diamond thing. Like, and yeah. So, Game Freak, if you want to sponsor us and hire Brendan, <laughs> no. oh, does that make it like a full time job? <laughs> um, yeah, but like that, I think the reason yeah. they didn't do that is because that was like definitely in like not fan fiction, but like that was in like the the fan base was like this was the title that like hey this is what you should name it and they're like we can't name it just because that's what they mm-hmm. want to they want to see um but I overall know. like with the tr- with the trailer like honestly no notes i'm very excited i've wanted uh gen 4 remakes since like omega ruby and alpha sapphire came out like i played that and i'm like i want this in the center region because center region was my first my first experience with pokemon I was very, very, like, I'm like, if they're doing this, like, it wasn't just like, oh, heart, gold, soul, silver, because we got to go back to JoJo, because that was, like, a classic and stuff like that. But no, they're, like, keeping on the remake trends. Um, I got, like, Animal Crossing vibes when they showed, like, in the house originally, like, the character in the house. I was like, wow, this feels like Animal Crossing. And then they went out, and there were a bunch of houses and all the flowers, and I was like, wow, more Animal Crossing. Um, So I feel like Animal Crossing, the graphics look similar, so maybe you want to check it out. I, you know, I'll hype that up for anyone. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. really graphics is all we like, like majorly got. We got to see some of the cities. Yeah. We got to see some of that stuff. We did. The thing we, I noticed that we did not get to see is like real gameplay. Mm-hmm. We didn't get to mm-hmm. see battles. We didn't get to see wild encounters. Um, and we didn't, we got to see some routes, but um, part of me is a little concerned just because I don't, I don't like the let's go formula in the like i don't want Mm -hmm. the let's go formula in the remakes like i'm fine with the let's go catching formula where it's just like pokemon go on the switch yeah that's it real quick for non-gamers can you explain what you mean by route and let's go so um routes are just areas in between like the major cities so like you catch pokemon in the grass on the on the routes and you most of your trainer battles happen there that's where you do a lot of training um and the story missions usually take place in the cities It, it changes a little bit like game by game but that's the but the let's go formula for pokemon like borrows a lot from pokemon go where it's like you're not battling the pokemon in the wild they're spawning in the overworld so you can see them before you go in the grass um and i liked the kind of mix of that in um sword and shield but when they said faithful remakes i was like Mm -hmm. all right it sounds like we're getting the traditional like battle formula and catch formula where you battle, you battle wild Pokemon, you battle trainers, um, and you don't really see Pokemon in the overworld. And we didn't, we didn't see any of that. So I was like, okay, could could be that, could be not that. Um, I I won't complain as long as we can battle wild Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, Animal so cruelty. That, <laughs> yes. Like some of the gameplay that I saw. It, they made it look really easy to just catch the wild Pokemon. And I was like, after watching people struggle with Pokemon Go, it is not that easy to catch a Pokemon. Like, sometimes, okay, you might get lucky and just catch them on the first try. But otherwise, like, it takes a little bit, especially if you have to, like, battle them or something, at least. Well, in the full-on battle, it's a bit more of a technique because generally they won't run like they will in... um 
Pokemon Go, but you have to deal damage to them and like or do status conditions and everything like that. So that's I feel like there's a little more strategy and technique to that. But also I think with the remakes, especially with the like graphic style, they're not necessarily aiming for like the older audience they're getting with nostalgia, the graphics and stuff is for younger audience. So I could see the simplified gameplay that comes with Pokemon Go and Let's Go being incorporated into the game. But as long as they at, at least do what they did in Sword and Shield, um, then I will be happy. Mm-hmm. Which, for people cause who are still on the Marvel mindset, Sword and Shield, not Marvel. The not games, Marvel. Pokemon the Generation Sword. 8 Pokemon games. So yeah. I guess we're still in Generation 8, but like the Galar Generation 8 region games. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of like what I was hoping for. But um, Isaac, I know you also like were really into the Gen 4 games. Um, what are you looking for most out of this? Um, well, uh, I, I, cause did we, did the video show any battling at all? Right. Not, we got a little bit, yeah. but not like the whole, like move, like how like moves are set up. We got to see like attacks being done, mm-hmm. but that was about yeah. it. Um, I don't know. I'm just excited for more, uh, some better, maybe just like, better not better battling but you know like sometimes you know you get so used to just seeing like a picture and a picture and then it's like tackle you know sorry i held my hands up and i just slid them toward each other but i do want some more dynamic and so i'm kind of excited for uh hopefully they make it more dynamic battling but also i just i love the the i love the older games you know like the first four i mean i you know and I'm just kind of excited to to get that maybe newer generations that didn't play them to be able to play them. Mm-hmm. Like ones that started with X and Y or, or Sun and Moon. Definitely. Um, Hope, do you have any expectations or like anything for the game? Um, I expect them to be like a little bit more intense than they showed in the video, just because it seemed like very laid back and from, like just what I know from friends talking about it in the past and everything like that it can get intense um at least with like the battles and stuff because I know I've had friends that are like no dang it like you know screaming at their little console because they just lost a battle or because things didn't go as planned but like the video it just was like oh yeah you're going for a stroll oh you happen upon a wild Pokemon all right here let's battle it and like I was like, wow. Well, I did notice specifically, like, they didn't show any area of the map in this preview that would put us past the third gym. Like, we, I don't think we got past Eternity, personally. Give definition of that, please. In, sorry, this is stuck. My bad. (laughs) Um, So in Pokemon, like, your goal is to become the champion. In order to do that, you have to beat the eight gyms in the region. Gyms are like, and a gy- each gym has a gym leader who's just a really good trainer. So as you progress through the game, you get gym badges from beating gym leaders. Um, and the harder areas come, like, you're, are available to you after you beat gym leaders. So we really only saw the easy areas because we didn't get past the second gym leader. So we saw like the town you start in, the town with the first gym, which is Orberg City, and Eterna Forest and the town with the second uh, gym, which is Eterna City. That's really what we got. Um, like really that 
that's only like a quarter of the map and that's the easy quarter of the map. Um, so as, as things progress, as we get more gameplay, I think we'll see a little more complex, a little more complex gameplay, a little more like exciting stuff. Um, and, but based on what they said, faithful remix, I think the story, the main story will be the same up until beating Cynthia, um, at the, you know, the champion. And I think that'll basically be the same. I don't think there will be many changes. There might be some side plot changes. I really hope we get Looker back and the international police, um, taking on Team Galactic. I thought that was really fun. Um, and, but since this is Diamond and Pearl remake and not Platinum remake, something that I'm really hoping for, um, if you played Alpha Sapphire and Omega Ruby, um, there was something called the Delta episode where it was basically like, all right, we're not remaking Emerald right now, but we know Emerald is a thing and we want to do a little homage to it where you can, there's a whole storyline where you go, go catch Rayquaza, the legendary Pokemon of Pokemon Emerald. I want them to do something similar here, but with Giratina, the legendary Pokemon of Pokemon Platinum, where we get like, um, let's see what, not the Delta episode, but like the distortion episode where we get to go into like the distortion world, mm-hmm. the special map of Pokemon Platinum. Mm-hmm. And we get to, you know, fight Giratina and um, hopefully catch Giratina. Um, I was hoping for something with Arceus, but like something tells me that we're not going to get an Arceus related episode just because of what came later in the Pokemon direct. Um, but that's like my, my, that's my biggest hope is that like a, we get like a post game focused on Giratina in like the 3D graphics. We get to see Distortion World in the 3D graphics. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that would be really, really cool. Cause my first playthrough of Platinum going through that and getting like, you know, Cyrus getting pulled into the Distortion World by Giratina and going like following him and doing that whole thing was really cool, even in the 2D on the, um, on the DS. So doing that in 3D on the Switch on my TV, you know, with, uh, in my room with like get whatever speakers and like just like really get into that i'm be so excited lock your girlfriend out of the room so she can't distract no. you no she stays with me she's good moral support <laughs> um and hope in case you you don't know yes. uh with almost every pokemon generation they they i say almost they would release two games together um and then they would release a third game that had something slightly different. I mean, they're all different and there's different Pokemon in each. And that's the, the whole reason was so that you could play with your friends that had a different game and you could trade to try to get the whole Pokedex. But, um, you know, it's like in, um, uh, yeah. And so like there was uh, Ruby and Sapphire and then with two different legendaries in each game. And then they brought in Emerald with the third legendary Rayquaza, who's the best. Um, <laughs> and so that's just, I don't know. That's what, Okay. What's going on I'm, there? I realized that, like, other than Arceus, um, that Arceus. 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 Um, <laughs> I don't know how we actually pronounce it. I've always been Arceus. A R C E U S, however you want to say that. It's called um, God. <laughs> yeah. Um, that they really didn't, they didn't like hype up getting like the shiny versions of pokemon or like like extra legendary versions that's a thing right i'm not so shiny is a different thing from legendary legendary like you get that pokemon in the game um generally but they're just like in the myth and lore of the pokedex like there's one it like has a special place in the universe like um and arceus arceus however you want to pronounce it 
is like Pokemon God, like the Pokemon yes. that created all other Pokemon. Um, yeah, and like the world. So yeah, what even are like, humans? <laughs> exactly, except for Pokemon that enslave other Pokemon. Um, that no, that's that's a legit fan theory. Is that you know? Yeah. We'll get. We don't get into that. Um, but then. Um, yeah, shiny. so shiny Pokemon are Pokemon that are just a slightly different color from their normal counterparts, and there's like a one in like it depends on okay. it depends on how you're playing the game, mm-hmm. but like generally it's like one in four thousand to one in six thousand chance that you get one. Um, I'm currently shiny hunting a Lotad in Pokemon Sword. <laughs> well, shiny breeding. I I you can't find Lotad <laughs> yeah. in Pokemon Sword, um, but that's the one I've been playing. So I got a Ludicolo and. I've been trying to get a shiny Lotad. Yeah. Uh, so. so so with shinies, um, they were introduced in the second game. Uh, and that's the only game I'm pretty sure that had a default shiny. And that, that was uh, the red Gyarados in the game. Uh, the Gen Lake 5 had one too. You get a shiny Haxorus. Okay. See, and, um, but yeah, pe- like they are, like in the world of Pokemon, they're pretty darn rare. Um, okay. It's kind of funny though, because for like the first few hundred Pokemon, they um they kind of like did this system where it's like if it was a certain color it would like put in this like code and then it would become another color but because of that like half of gen one shiny pokemon is just like ugly puke green (laughs) like the machoke machamp line they just turn ugly green uh cubone turns ugly green and it doesn't like i don't know i'm colorblind already and so like i don't know how many shiny pokemon i actually found in the wild and then i just like didn't actually realize it but cute green stands out that's fair like it was just something that popped into my head of like that minimal amount of knowledge that i had on pokemon that i was like wait they didn't really talk about this and i thought that was a big thing of pokemon so so i wanted to ask (laughs) no there was definitely a lot of information held back this was just kind of the announcement um we'll definitely be getting more stuff probably through the summer on like details of everything there's a lot more we could speculate on too but there was another announcement that i'm actually more excited for so i have one more question on brilliant diamond shining pearl for you guys um the starter pokemon of the Sinnoh region are piplup turtwig and chimchar who's your choice piplup Piplup. Turtwig. Okay, Turtwig's my second favorite. Um, but I'm just a big fan of uh, Empoleon. Um, I just think it's a, like, you know, he's a mixture of Napoleon and Emperor. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. And he's got a cool trident head. Ah, oh, so mm-hmm. cool. Empoleon's kicking butt in my Pokemon Go team right now, taking out on, uh, taking on Landorus. Um but Turtwig was my first Pokemon ever, so it's near and dear to my heart. So nice. I've got that. Okay. Piplip now is also for the... just fun to say, like Squirtle. Just say <laughs> Piplip. Piplip. Like, that's just... It's like when people say, like... say beep boop, and then you, like, plug your nose and say snoop snoop and, until you're happy. Like, I feel like you could just go between saying Squirtle and Piplip and just become happy from saying it, so... I feel like each of the types of starters have a certain aesthetic associated with them because I tend to choose the grass starter every time. Yeah, except for Snivy. <laughs> I don't like that guy. I, Snivy's my favorite, honestly. I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, uh, of the, uh, between Oshawott, Tepic, and Snivy, I like Snivy. Um, um, Bulbasaur is my favorite starter of all time. Bulbasaur. 
this, love Bulbasaur. I'm holding up a Bulbasaur to the screen for those viewers at home. Yeah, Bulbasaur. that little bulb on top took so much stuffing. Like you would empty the machine of stuffing just trying to stuff up Bulbasaur. It's kind of ridiculous. And then the last bit of the Pokemon Direct. Sorry, Hope, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm just like insanely excited about this one. We are getting our first open world RPG Pokemon game with Pokemon Legends Arceus. Um, the the basic premise is you're in like feudal Sinnoh. So like before the events of um, like Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pro, like it seems like before the events of any of the Pokemon games. And like there's like this one town that people have settled in Sinnoh and like uh, traveled to from other regions. And it's kind of like your job to just go exploring around there. And it's like kind of the, um, it looks like it's just a big wild area, mm-hmm. like from um, Sword and Shield. But it looks really similar, like to the map style is an art style of uh, Breath of the Wild. Zelda, Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Um, so that looks so good. But like you still catch Pokemon, you're still like doing wild battles, you're still doing all this stuff. It's still a Pokemon game, but it's a complete like shift in genre. And apparently, the whole story is like going around the like mythology of Arceus, the Pokemon god, which is why I don't think we're getting an Arceus story arc in. Um, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, but this is way better. We get a whole game devoted to Arceus. Mm-hmm. Um, so, initial thoughts on that? Um, I am so excited. I mean, just like in the trailer, you see the the characters who look very similar to their Diamond and Pearl counterparts. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, you can roll. <laughs> you can like tuck and roll like and dive. And it's very Zelda-like. And I'm just like, I don't know. I'm, I, I've always wanted uh, a like a free roam game like that. I mean, I know that technically all Pokemon is free roam because you can. But you're limited freely. by like the shape of the route and the yeah. map and everything. Like, but this is like this game looks like you can just you climb kind of go wherever. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I'm so excited. Uh, it just looks so cool. Mm-hmm. I think oh. this one answered my question of like, um, like being in the mountains and snow and everything. Um, that like the other ones didn't fully answer because they were in like grasslands, horsey areas. But like this one was like, no, we're in the mountains and it's cold and there's snow. And I was like, all right, so here's the rest of the world of Pokemon and everything else. And like it did seem, maybe I'm getting them confused um, because they showed like three videos one after another. So like it got really confusing for me for a minute. Um, But the fact that they were like, no, here's more world of Pokemon and, like, where you can find different Pokemon. Also, you're trying to find, like, the god of Pokemon. Like, you know. Yeah, this is, that's this. <laughs> here's here's um, what you get to do. I, I'm most excited for it because, like, there's this, like, weird, like, history and lore in the Pokemon universe. Like, but because it's a kid's game, they can't really explore. Mm-hmm. Like, they can, like, hint at it. And it's like, oh, this cool thing. You get fan theories and all this stuff. Um and Sinnoh's, like, one of the most, like, mythologically, like, rich. Like, they hinted a lot of stuff, and there's a lot of um, really things that came that suggest, like, this expansive Pokemon history in the Sinnoh region. And I'm so glad that they're doing this game here. Um, just because, like, thinking about, like, old Mount Coronet, like, mm-hmm. back in the time when, like, probably, like, Spear Pillar was, like, oh, that's the top of Mount Coronet. Hope uh, That's, like, where you summon the legendary Pokemon in the games. Um that like that's probably more like 
active, quote unquote active. We get to see like early Snowpoint Temple where Reggie Gigas is. Uh, I like that's what I'm most excited for is like explore that and probably like see and fight and have this whole story arc behind Reggie Gigas as well. Um, and then like an untamed Pokemon region that isn't settled by cities. Like you have one town that seems to be your base and there might be, uh, I, they didn't explain this, but like there might be other settlements around too, but like we you are any. like, <laughs> yeah, I know you, you are imposing your order on the Pokemon world. And this is a brand new experience we haven't seen before. And I'm so excited to do something like that. Cause my, one of my favorite parts of Pokemon is thinking about like, Oh, like there was this Pokemon war. Like they did this, this ultimate weapon. Like there's like a yeah. whole multiverse of Pokemon. I'm like, does this tie into like this main, like multiverse arc of Pokemon? Like that's, there's like a, a canon timeline, but like there's, and there's a lot of confusing stuff. And I'm like, is this going to answer questions about like legendary Pokemon backstories? Is this going to answer questions about like how things got to where they are in uh, the Sinnoh region in Diamond and Pearl. Are we going to, the, the for those of you watching, are we going to see this um, uh, statue built for the legendary Pokemon in Sinnoh that we find in Eternity City? Are we going to like see where the, let's see, the cave that Cynthia's grandmother shows us in Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum, like that has the whole cave drawings of the the lake guardians. I know this is a lot of mythology, but like there's a lot of mythology in Sinnoh. <laughs> So, like, are we going to be able to see the origins of this stuff? Is there going to be more backstory? Are we going to delve into it? And, like, there's not going to be the distraction of the gym challenge to, like, divert from that. Like, that's going to be the main story. Yeah. Um, and because, you know, you're you're building, they, they said, like, the first Pokedex. Whether or not that's the mm -hmm. first Pokedex for the region or the first Pokedex ever. Um, uh, which Bulbasaur is number one on the national Pokedex, so... Uh, but, um, I'm just like, cause I want like in every other Pokemon game, you capture a Pokemon and in the Pokedex, it gives you like a little description and it like a little thing. And so I wonder if in this game you capture these wild Pokemon and I wonder if you just bring like, it's like question marks and then you bring it to the Pokemon professor and then like you see him like writing the description for the Pokemon, like those Pokedex entries. So I'm wondering if like, that's how we're going to. Get going because we can't just instantly unless you yourself are the one jotting it yeah, down unless you're the one like is this like a paper pokedex are you filling this out like as you yeah. go along is that would be really cool like that aesthetic change also like you in the wild it seems like you can just throw the pokeball you don't have to like get in like that fight yeah it was like like he was, was like so aiming cool. yeah uh-huh also it would be cool to see a uh, starter pokemon in the wild like they're not domesticated as you know, easy Pokemon to train for trainers. Like it was literally like a wild Piplup that we saw walking around. And so like, that'll be cool. But we do still get a starter, but it's not the traditional um, three from the Sinnoh region. We get Rowlet, Cyndaquil and Oshawott. Yeah. Which, like clearly people have, some of these people have come from um, Alola, Johto and Unova. So like there, there's gonna, if these people are like immigrants in the Pokemon world, we're going to get references to like, feudal you know kanto feudal johto feudal uh, like galar probably too mm. and i'm really i'm so excited for this like prehistory period of pokemon <laughs> like as much as like it's a it's supposed to be like a children's game like this lore i am like is so under studied and like under canonized i'm just so excited that we get a whole game devoted to it and um gen 2 has always been my favorite so um i'm just really happy that Cyndaquil's in there because i love Wait, gen 2 or johto gen Okay, Johto, but I mean, I grew up playing the original Pokemon Silver. That was that was my game. Okay, 
Um, but I mean, Johto region, I love. I love those games because A, they introduced uh, breeding, and B, they you could play through them, and then you could play through all of Kanto, and then you could challenge Red on the top of the mountain, and it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. See, I always <laughs> like Heart Gold and Soul Silver because I felt like like the original games like that they were what they were but like i feel like the johto pokemon aren't that like like compared Tread to like some other i'm just kidding yeah well i mean Sinnoh has some of the same issues except like because they have a lot of like evolutions of pokemon in previous generations mm-hmm. but that previous generation is mostly johto and i feel like the evolutionary lines like feel weirdly incomplete without the Sinnoh ones just because like murkrow doesn't have Honchkrow until gen 4 like um what are other pokemon like gligar is just by itself you don't get yeah. Gliscor. um togetic like i can't imagine it just ending with togetic okay well i will say i love togetic togetic is one of my favorite pokemon and then once it loses its arms and becomes togekiss i get a little bit upset but i do like togekiss too um so, no but yeah oh my that's, gosh that's a good i'm point. so sorry i just forgot something i wanted in brilliant diamond shining pearl that like i need to mention I can't believe I forgot this. I need Mega Evolution back mm. in Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, um, mainly because I want to see Cynthia use Mega Evolution under Garchomp. Um, but like, I've been missing Mega Evolution ever since they took it away. You know, for from Gen, you know the Let's Go games in Gen Eight, um, and I think now is the perfect time to bring it back and then introduce some new Mega Evolution Pokemon because I think Mega Evolution was one of the best, um, you know, things that they introduced into Pokemon in like a little while. I thought that was a really cool game-changing dynamic, and I want them to bring it back. Sorry, just a, a quick retreat. If anyone has any comments on that, go for it. But, like, I need Mega Evolution back in Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Any questions, comments, concerns on that? <laughs> if not, I specifically don't want it in this game. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't want Gigantamax. I don't want Z-Moves. I don't want Mega Evolution. In Pokemon Legends Arceus, I kind of want it to be, like, I want the battle mechanics to be more difficult, but I don't, I don't need this like extra layer to it, because um, I think based on the art style that this one will probably be for more like, for it's not just nostalgia. Like there's like it's a more difficult game just based on like how everything is looking. Mm-hmm. I want I I know it's like not that big of a deal, but I want to be able to, uh, customize my character a little bit. I don't know, especially if like you're gonna be running around and seeing your character. I like the idea of like customizing, especially even if it's like uh, Breath of the Wild, where it's like if you're in a colder area that you put on a coat, you know, and stuff like that. Well, I mean, in Sword and Shield, they had like the boutiques you could go to. Is that like you want yeah. more than that? Okay, or, well, I mean, like, is I, that I, good? well, I would like that, but I was, you know, I just looking at the all the trailers. You know, it didn't show anything about changing appearance. It was just the same boy and the girl. Um, who are pretty much just the Diamond and Pearl people as well, but older. Don and Lucas. Yeah. Which I, I want. I want to know if that's like if they're going to mention that because obviously, like Don and Lucas are not going to be around for like a while. But like, are these like the legendary Ancestors? heroes? And they, <clears throat> yeah, like the kind of like Link thing. It's not the same Link between games, but like it's still Link. So, um, then my my final thing. Uh, Isaac or Hope, did you ever um, get the Arceus from GameStop transferred into Heart Gold, Pokemon, Heart Gold or Soul Silver? I did not. Hope, are you? Fam- uh, you're asking the non-gamer if she did what with the what, the, the who? 
<laughs> okay. Well, um, to contextualize it, um, in Pokemon games, sometimes there can be like events where you can get a special item by going to a certain place with your DS at the time, okay. or now with if you do it with your Switch, um, and it'd give you either a special item or a special Pokemon. And when Heart Gold and Soul Silver came out, there was an event where you could get an Arceus. Um, and if you brought Arceus to the the ruins in Heart Gold and Soul Silver. It transported you to a place called the Sinjo Ruins, which is like a place in between Sinnoh and Johto. And there you could use your Arceus to summon a level one Giratina, Dialga, or Palkia. And then that was kind of it. It was just like, here's the Sinjo Ruins. It's like, it's the link between Johto and Sinnoh. And we don't know where it is. We don't know why it's yeah. there. And it's really weird. And I'm like, this better explain that. Because that was like a huge mystery that I just kind of threw in there. And then it's like, all right, we're done. <laughs> I was like, Excuse me. Um, that's oh. really interesting because we never see besides Johto and Kanto really like any connections between the regions. So I'm like, if you're going to connect Johto and Sinnoh, this is like, that's a big deal. So fingers crossed that like maybe the, the climax of the game, it's like, now we're going to build the Johto ruins. Like we go to the Johto ruins because it's the special place to summon, you mm-hmm. know, the legendary Pokemon. So, or it, uh, or maybe it, it like zooms out at the end of the game and you see the entire continent and you see that there's Kanto and Johto, you know, connected because Kanto and Johto are the canon Pokemon map are right next to each other. And like, they're both, they're both, um, you know, there's water to the South of both of the games. So they're like on the bottom of the continent, but then, uh, Sinnoh, isn't there water on the top? It's, uh, it's cause it's, it's like an island. There's technically water beneath it too. Yeah, well, there it is. But I don't know. And also, I just want to sh- you know point out that America is a thing in the Pokemon world um, because not only is in the Pokemon movie they found Mew in South America, but Lieutenant Surge in the Pokemon games they do call him the American and the uh, Lightning American. Also, the in the first Pokemon movie, um, Jesse and James make a joke about the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's the fan, the popular fan theory is that, um, the Pokemon world is our world post nuclear war Mm. and nuclear war is what causes Pokemon. Like they're just animals or inanimate objects or like types of people that got transformed by the nuclear radiation. Um, and they just renamed the places because all the places that aren't destroyed by nuclear radiation are just places you know that we call regions new york city is univa all the different areas yeah. of japan or hoenn kanto johto Sinnoh, and then kalos is france i just want to say if you're going to make fun of any team or like any specific player of football why not make fun of brady and the patriots or now the buccaneers like come on well at the time they were they were dressed up as vikings and uh they were they because they're trying to get to an island that Mewtwo uh, made, and the the gang the team is like, huh? I didn't know there were any Vikings in this area. And Ash just goes, they're mostly in Minnesota. <laughs> it's like what? And that was it. It was a throwaway line. But it's like <laughs> all right, <laughs> there it is confirmed. Um, yeah, L- L- Lieutenant Surge also is <clears> like, <throat> I fought in the war, and then like ever since that first game, you're like, what war? What war? But then Callus is like. The, the the war with the the ultimate weapon but then it's like nope time-wise that doesn't work out because lieutenant surge wouldn't have been alive during that war yeah. so there are multiple pokemon wars done done and they use the pokemon they like i know fight. 
that's why I'm, I'm talking all this lore stuff. I'm like, so is is this game going to be the time that like AZ built the ultimate weapon? I'm sorry for non Pokemon fans. This is probably like the most confusing episode of the podcast, but like I got so excited for this and there's still so much like speculation to do and everything. Um, I won't go off the deep end on this. Um, that's, that's the, the big points that I wanted to say. Uh, I'm really excited to see more gameplay, in both of these. Um, if I could pre-order them now, I would like, just the concepts are like near and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. And these are probably going to be my favorite games for a long time. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I guess one more thing about uh, uh, Legends Arceus that I was uh, thinking about was you are part of this like starter town, right? Or as far as we know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like you brought over, well, the professor brought over three Pokemon, which means that if there's other people in this town, they probably also have Pokemon from other regions. And maybe you'll have to do some Pokemon battles with people that have Pokemon. They're like, yeah, I'm from this other region. And you'll be fighting people from just, you know. And I think that'd be pretty cool. And maybe, maybe there'd be like precursors to red. Like something that looks awfully suspicious looking yeah. like red. But also like, <clears throat> if there's not like, if this is the main town, like, are you going to find people in the wild to battle? Yeah. And then in which I'm case, sorry. what do they got? Like... <clears throat> they also have Pokemon because you're supposed to be building the Pokedex. So maybe you actually have to find other people that know about certain types of Pokemon. They're like, Oh yeah, I've lived in this region for like the past 40 years and I'm really good with this Pokemon. I don't know. And then like that guy's like, yeah, it's just right down. That sounds so cool. I love the, I love the concept. Wait, um, what is a, where was, hold on. I'm having a generational problem. Um, Cause Drifloon was generation four, right? Yes. And Drifloon just takes children and floats away with them. Oh, yeah. Pokedex entries are creepy as heck. Um, yeah, Drifloon just takes children. So we're going to see some Drifloon, and they're going to get Pokedex written about them for a certain reason? <laughs> I swear, if we don't, <laughs> it'd be really funny. If we don't see a Drifloon, like, just taking a child, I'm going to be a little upset. Yeah. I think that'll be funny. All right. Well, apart from like Sinnoh region origins, like I, I can't, I honestly couldn't have asked for like a better idea for a game. I, I honestly can't believe I didn't come up with something like that on my own, just like fantasizing and theorizing. But um, well, as always here on Raving Geeks, uh, we like to end with some recommendations uh, for our viewers, whether it be movies, video games, comics, or anything else geeky. Um, so would either of you like to start? I will say for anybody that isn't super into Pokemon, but likes the idea of like finding all of them. So I wore my Stitch shirt today because uh, Lilo and Stitch have a TV series for two seasons on Disney Plus. Both seasons are there. I double checked um, where they go and find uh, all the experiments, all of Stitch's cousins, and so um, you know, off-brand Pokemon, Disney version Pokemon, however you want to say that. And it's Lilo and Stitch, and Stitch is my favorite character. So like. Yeah, go watch Lilo and Stitch the series and all of the movies. You've got Lilo and Stitch, Lilo and Stitch 2, uh, Lilo and Stitch the movie, Leroy and Stitch. Stitch has a glitch, which I think yeah. was the second one. Yeah. Yep. Um, no, that means farming. Farming means no one gets left behind. 
Or oh, forget. Also, keep and fluffy. Sorry, I gotta stop that. <laughs> um, no, that was a, that was a fantastic show. Gosh, I'm getting flashbacks. The intro is bombing. It, it's just awesome. Um, mm-hmm. I used to like like try and figure out like what was the coolest one because I think like in episode one or two they have like the electric alien. Yeah, and I was like, this dude's so cool. Um, although my favorite will always be experiment 625 he has <laughs> all the abilities as stitch just not the motivation and so he just makes sandwiches I love well, reuben um also right. isn't there one that's like a love interest for stitch Angel. like the pink one yeah Angel. but isn't she also his cousin uh, eh, it's fine aren't they all cousins? Like, <laughs> but like also there's like leroy who is the the red evil version of stitch so I, I i think my favorite from the series is the pomeranian yeah yeah isn't it wait is it because it's isn't it just like it looks like a pomeranian or it's yeah. yeah and then it talks and um what's her name the um bully from the dance school uh she's like ew you're all weird and then her dog starts talking i'm like Yes. So perfect. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's hilarious. All right. Uh, my recommendations are, well, in honor of International GM Day, uh, you know, why don't you just play some tabletop role-playing games? Dungeons and Dragons, uh, Call of Cthulhu. Um, Lords of Waterdeep is one that I've got. It's more. It's like a Dungeons and Dragons-esque mm-hmm. board game, if you've mm-hmm. heard of it. What is in the Forgotten Realms universe, because it's in Waterdeep. Uh, yeah, so, uh, why can't I think of... Uh, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, uh, that stuff. I, and also, I've been watching um, on Netflix, I've been watching The Haunting of Hill House, uh, which came out 2019, 20, I think. Uh, it's fantastic. It's, it's horror. It's about, you know, ghosts. Roughly based on the book, The Haunting, the original book from like the 19, like 50s, uh, which there have been two movies since then based after them with one with Liam Neeson. Um, it's really good and it spooks me well. And um, I go to bed at night and I'm like, I have to watch something cute and adorable so that I don't have nightmares. But I recommend it anyways. All right. You, you made me think of something since you're going with March 4th GM. March 4th, as in you are marching forward for marching band. Uh, look up Santa Clara Vanguard. Um, and my favorite show on YouTube that I've seen them is their show Babylon. It is very good. So you look that up on YouTube and you can watch all 14 minutes of it. Phenomenal. So that's my recommendation for marching band on steroids. Nice. Alrighty, well, to continue with the Pokemon trend, if you didn't get that, I like those games a lot enough from this episode. Um, I highly recommend going, if you haven't played it, uh, go see if you, if you can pull out your old DS and find a copy of uh, Pokemon Platinum. Uh, it's my favorite Pokemon game. I think it's one of the best ones. Um, and it'll get, it'll get you prepped for um, Brilliant Diamond and Shining, or Shining Pearl. I want to say Shining Sapphire because of the alliteration, but that's not mm-hmm. right. Um, but also, if you don't have a DS or don't want to go get Pokemon Platinum, a free mobile app that Pokemon developed called Pokemon Masters is actually a really, really fun game. It's a, I started playing at the beginning of quarantine. It's pretty addicting. Um, 
it's it's like um uh like a power gauge based turn based um app and it's like you get all of like these main characters from the pokemon universe all on this one island and you team up with them and you fight other people like other main characters from the pokemon universe um so that's that's really really fun just and it's a lot of just easter eggs throughout the whole thing um there's a story mode but then there's also just like events so it's pretty cool and doesn't doesn't blue have a he has a pidgeot in that game right uh yes he has a pidgeot unless you get a special like it was like an event form of him that he has blastoise okay because i remember being so confused and then i like i went through and replayed the games and realized he always has a pidgeot and i was like Mm -hmm. well that makes sense but i'm like i always had a pidgeot so i never pictured him with one yeah all right oh i'm glad that there's that that he gets a blastoise as well Mm -hmm. and it's they're like two separate characters because like the whole lore of it is like you have a sync pair so like to be in you have to be in sync with that pokemon so you get one pokemon to fight in battles and you have like three people that are battling each other at once um and then a non-pokemon recommendation um if you haven't played the game hellblade senua's sacrifice and are you and you are into like kind of like creepy kind of horror games um this one was really really cool um the main character has like they don't they don't define it but like has like some type of uh, schizophrenia or schizoid personality disorder. So the whole time there's voices in your, in the character's head, but like conflicting voices. And then some of them talk to you, the player. So like, if you're playing this with headphones, it's really, really confusing. And like the premise is you're going to like hell, hell with one L like from Norse mythology Mm -hmm. to try and get your um, decapitated lover's head reattached to his body. Um, it, it's a really, really cool game, and I don't want to give too much away. They're also planning a sequel for it um, that there's a trailer for on YouTube that I highly recommend watching. Even if you haven't played the first game, there's no spoilers. Um, but conceptually, this it, episode, my dad is going to be like, "How does Brendan have enough time to play all these video games?" <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> video games, and then you know, work, and then school. Yeah, and then my three majors. <laughs> Um, and your girlfriends but, fit into their wear. I actually, uh, she takes up most of my, uh, like I choose to have her, she listens to the podcast, so I gotta be careful with what I say. Um, but like, I choose to have her take up most of my time nowadays, but she also likes like playing video games with me or like, well, like, so it's not like I can't ever play them. So it's very nice. Well, um, Sorry, I'm out of breath. I'm still so excited about these games. But uh, that's all we have for uh, y'all today. Thank you for joining us here at Raving Geeks. Uh, Make sure to leave a comment wherever you're listening from. We love to hear from you, Um, whether it's your thoughts about today's episode or thoughts about future episodes or just like comments about geek culture in general. Um, Also, feel free to reach out to us on Facebook or Twitter or TikTok at Raving Geeks. Um, And yeah, that's really all we've got for today. As always, I've been Brendan Valentine along with my co-hosts. Hope good or Isaac Hunter. And as always, stay geeky and have a great week, everyone. Good night.